I actually did have, this wasn't during sober January, but more recently I thought I was microdosing some shroom classic and a weed edible. Oh my goodness. I know. I thought it was going to just like help me write. I would, I would have turned myself but into it the became, police or something. It became like a micro <laughs> spirit journey. Christ. Like microdosing peyote or something. Yeah. Not peyote. Gum. What do you, what do you, ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. It was like a microdose of ayahuasca. Mm, scary. Um, and led to all kinds of interesting revelations. Welcome to another episode of Al Anonymous. If you're enjoying Al Anonymous, the podcast, please consider subscribing to the Patreon at patreon.com slash alanonymous. If you don't feel like paying for my otherwise free pod, it would mean a whole lot if you could subscribe, rate, and review Al Anonymous on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if that's too much for you, perhaps you can tell all your friends how much you love the pod. Thanks, guys, and enjoy this episode. Hi, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Al Anonymous. Welcome back to the show. Today, I am sitting in the studio in lovely Tribeca with my friend, Nick. Nick, would you like to say hi? Hello. There's Nick. He's lovely. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for stopping by again. This is actually the second time that we will have tried to record this. Hopefully, this will be the one that sticks. You can't rush genius. That's true. That's true. Um, unfortunately, this is a common thing that happens for me and my guests. We have to Just be really genius then. Well, yeah, yes, but it's all part of the process, baby. Anyway, today. Shouts out to the editor. Yeah. Shout out to Vasilis. We love you. Anyway, as you know, actually, do you know, this is a sobriety podcast? Yes. Oh, cool. Nice. Perfect. Although I told a friend who you don't know that I was coming on your podcast and they thought it was about sobriety and romance. Whoa. Why'd they think that? I don't know. Because I wrote um, a romance novel? Perhaps. Also, maybe the, the, the like cover image has a romantic quality to it. Really? I love that. Like the cover of like a grocery store novel, romantic novel. I designed the cover. Well, I like creative directed the designer to design the cover to look like a self-help novel but that's kind of like the same thing as a mm. grocery store for the for romance for the badlands oh oh, oh for the, oh for my for my podcast for my podcast yes. the badlands i had no creative direction right, I, was gonna I just say. wrote it yeah and actually i had to like put in a, i had to put in a sex scene in every chapter which i didn't want to do so what I did in the book was to make each sex scene in the chapter more and more traumatic as the book goes on. So the book becomes kind of like a book about abstinence. Yeah. And now I have a sobriety podcast. I'm a buzzkill. Well, me too. So <laughs> it's good to be here. I'm glad you're here. But it is not about romance, but it could be if you want. We could talk about sobriety and romance if you want. 
I mean... What even is romance? I'm neither sober nor romantic, so I might not mm. be the best guest for those topics. I'm not romantic either, but... I think you're pretty romantic. Am I? Well, you're passionate. I'm passionate, but also... I'm passionate. I'm also an addict. Right. And an obsessive person. People like to romanticize those things. Do they? Yeah, like romanticizing addiction. Yeah. I guess romanticizing addiction is a thing that we need to kind of stray away from, I suppose, because that's where the problems arise. Because that's why I started doing drugs and alcohol and cigs and all the cool stuff because it was cool. Yeah. And it was because I like all the cool people that I wanted to be like who died when they were like 21. Yeah. Well, it used to be 27. 27, yeah. I've, Nowadays. I don't know why I said 21. 27, You're yeah. thinking of like 21st century drug martyrs. Right, yes. Yeah. Oh. R.I.P. But anyway, it, pretty much the, the reason that people start doing drugs, no, not every time, a lot of the time though, is because we are romanticizing this idea of ourselves that is not true. But it's like a something that we tell ourselves to justify the drinking alone in bars and writing in our moleskins and, you know. Ernest Hemingway. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I had a Sylvia Plath, like, fixation, obsession, passion. Did she have substance issues or was she, like, she was organically a, fucked up? Organically. But she definitely liked to drink vodka. Oh, okay. My girl. Um, skinny. skinny legend, is that what you said? No, just skinny. Yeah, she I guess she's also a legend. As well, yeah, that's yeah. true. I started reading this book about the Barbizon Hotel. Until it was, What's that? It's like an, a hotel like by the Ritz Carlton uptown where all like the cool writer girls would stay. Uh, like back in the day. Was the like single, the all women, it was like all women. Yeah, it was basically the wing. And that's when I stopped reading it because I was okay. like, this is just the wing. Right. But, but like the mid-century modern wing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But it was still the wing. I don't know. I couldn't get the thought out of my head. So I just kind of stopped reading the book. I'm in the middle of a lot of books. Uh, you like to read, Nick, right? Yeah. I would say I sort of relearned how to read during the past year. That's great. A lot of people uh, have done that during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's really hard. Definitely. To pay attention. Yeah. And to comprehend. <laughs> it's mad difficult. Yeah. But it's enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, it's just... Uh, yeah, I mean, when you have, like... I, I, I work, you know, I have a full-time, like, desk job that mm-hmm. mostly involves dissociating in front of a laptop. Yes, so, yes. Uh, it's hard to, like, look at more words... Mm-hmm. And when you're doing that all the time. So uh, when I had more time, it was a little easier huh. to read, I've, I would say. I've found the opposite, actually. When mm-hmm. I had a desk job, I felt that it, like, prepped me to, like, get into reading mode. Interesting. And then I could, like, read for, like, myself after work. And when I have all the time in the world is the time that mm-hmm. I don't get anything done. Right. So that's yeah. cool that you are able to time manage like that. I don't know. I mean, thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. 
Um, I was going to say, do you, do you like reading fiction? That's pretty much the only thing I like reading. So it's escapism. Yes, absolutely. 100%. -hmm. That is why I read. I don't watch TV, but when I, when people ask me if I watch TV or when I like volunteer the information that I don't watch TV, which is Mm -hmm. often. Yeah. I I love dropping that fact about myself. Me too. It's so important. People are like, did you watch the crown? I don't watch TV. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yes. When Game of Thrones was on, that was tough. Because Tony would. Oh yes, your roommate would watch. Did Sunday, he watch it every Sunday night? Yeah. Christ. Yeah. I'll, I'll, like my peers, all my like friend group, everyone's watching the friggin' The Bachelor. My cohort. Yeah. yeah. Like The Bachelor, and at first I thought like they were ironically watching it. It, it doesn't even matter if they're watching it ironically or not, but yeah, like they all watch like that stuff. And I'm like, I really don't watch TV. Did you did you plug into Love Island at all? No, that was I don't know. That was the most recent like brain damaging reality Mm. TV phenomenon that I was close to. Interesting. It's like a British show that was on Hulu. In they started syndicating it on Mm. Hulu in the states. It's like real world but British, but all kind of like ha ha lower class British people, right? And they're in this like fucked up McMansion. Mm Hmm. And they're all in bathing suits. Are like they, they trying these, to like, like be American? Packs with their recording gear on it. Cool. Um, they're not really trying to be American, actually. But they have. Ex- I mean, it's, it's a fun way to like learn, kind of like weird slang, like British About the slang. culture. Yeah, what's mm-hmm. really going on? Right. I. R.I.P. Prince Philip. Oh right, R.I.P. I don't feel like talking about Prince Philip, do you? Oh. I want to talk about me for I a just, second. I have, okay. I have one fact. That All I right. You can share. drop the fact. Um, he met the queen when and fell in love with her when she was 13. Beautiful. And he was 18. That's fine. Okay. We don't have to talk about that. Okay. Anyway, you can cut but, that. No, no, no. We can leave that. It's fine. I was just reading his obituary today. 13, 18. I did the math. I like... They didn't say that explicitly right. in this obit, but then I like counted on you my fingers checked. and mm-hmm. deduced. You deduced. Well, that's gross. And they were also related. So Oh yeah, they were cousins. Yeah. Ew. He's but like I mean the last one to not look inbred. I think. Oh, that's why they all look like that? Huh. I don't know. I'm not a geneticist. Well, but. interesting. Anyway, back to me. Did you know I tried out uh, to be on the real world? No, I did. When I, I lived, see that. when I lived in New Haven, I tried out and I got like to the third round and my partner at the time took me to like the audition or whatever. Interview. No, it was like my boy, my live in boyfriend, toxic human okay. person that, yeah, it was nuts. Our relationship. He recently, um, called me to apologize for everything. So, oh. I, you know, you I forgive that? him. Yes, yes, okay. I forgive him. We love the program. Love to hear when exes get forgiven. Yeah, I forgive everybody if they actually like. No, I forgive everybody because I don't have time to hold on to grudges or resentments. Yeah, it's like it. It's too much. Yeah, life's well, too short. I ha- actually haven't gotten over this little resentment that I'm about to tell you, but anyway, so. This person wasn't even supposed to be there. 
And he ended up like auditioning with me and he got further into the process than I did. (laughs) And I was pissed. And that is my real world story. What was the first round like? Um, It asked you what you would do if it was, if the end of the world was coming or something. And I said, celebrate. Was this in text or were you supposed to do like a video? No, it was in person. It was First per- round was in person. Yeah, the whole okay. thing was in person. I thought it was a whole thing. It was like an open tape. It was an open call okay. audition. Um, and I forgot what he said, but it was better than mine. Everyone is cracking up. And I was like, you're not even supposed to be here. But anyway. Well, neither- that's, like a, that's the kind of thing that stirs the pot on the real world. Yeah. That he crashed it. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can see why they would. Yeah, they, they enjoyed him, yeah. his presence. Anyway, that's my real world story. Yeah. On, look, on this show, they say the main thing is if, if they have a good flirty conversation, they say that they had good chat. Oh. So it's like, it's like we had good chat last night. That is something that I might bring into my American yeah. vernacular. Also, proper fit is a way of saying say somebody's hot. hot. Yeah. yeah. That's sometimes in the crossword. It's like... Do you crossword? Duh. How'd you not know that about me? I don't know. Yeah, I'm a crossword freak. I love the crossword. It is something that I have done since I was a kid. My grandma used to do the crossword. My dad used to do the New York Post crossword. And so I grew up doing the Post. And then when I got to undergrad, I got the New York Times free. So I started doing the Times, which was so different than the Post. Yeah, how would you characterize that difference? Um, oh man, it's like it's like two different languages. It's just like two different ways of thinking, like of how to get to the answer. Oh man, the Post is like the Post. You have to like go up two steps and then to the right, like to get to the answer, and then. The times is like you have to go up one step, go to the left, and then go back down to get the answer. You know what I mean? You mean in your mind? In your yes, in your mind. Okay. When you're thinking about, I don't know if you meant like up and down. Oh, on the like grid. in the puzzle? No, right, right. No, but that's in your a mind. Beautiful way of putting it. In your mind, that's the only way I could think of putting it right now. Besides, like it's a different language, but it is. Right. No, but you got to elevate and then mm-hmm. de-elevate. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 Anyway. But the post is just up, up, up. The post is like a little more like linear thinking, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's it's hard to do if you've been doing the uh, times. Right, which is more rhizomatic. Yes. It's more what? Nothing. <laughs> Delete that. <laughs> I no. learned something about you yesterday. What? You're a don't philosophy know major. Words. Oh, yeah. And I don't know big words. Yes, I was a philosophy major. I was the only girl in my program, which is why I chose philosophy over English. Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to be the only girl. Mm -hmm. It's been an ongoing theme, motif of my life. Right. Being the only girl. Right. It's important. (laughs) But yeah, I studied, I also loved philosophy and, uh, I still do, but I am out of practice with that part of my brain. That's, that's another language as well. Mm-hmm. 
are you hip to philosophy? I mean, not especially anymore. In college, I fancied myself like a theory bro. Mm. Um, I never fancied myself anything of the sort, just so we're clear. Yeah, yeah. Were you, were you doing like analytic philosophy? I was doing, like I mean, I was doing theory and yeah, yeah. yes. Who were your peeps? Heidegger, mm. Simone de Beauvoir, mm. uh, Freud. Freud and Heidegger mostly. Cool, my cool. Thesis, but um, yes. Yeah. I guess I could be a theory. I was a theory bro at one point in my life. Right. Well, it's like like psychoanalysis. Mm-hmm. Well, I, uh, it was a lot. Of, it was like technology, and, and Adorno too as well. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. My jam. Respect. Thank you. I'm cool. Well, I was. Yeah. Now I have this podcast about being a buzzkill. Mm-hmm. I love. I love. Uh, the. <laughs> <laughs> Downers. <laughs> yeah, me, me too. <laughs> me too. Oh my god! Last night, last night I was hanging out with this person, and I was under the assumption that like he didn't understand like humor, uh, but he thought I was funny, and I was like, oh wow, nice. He like gets like what what humor is, and then later on the night, I heard him do some of his own humor of the self-deprecating variety. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's how you know someone's a real one, being a downer on yourself. Yeah. Self-deprecation, Yeah, I thought. Anyway, yeah. I, was, I was shocked. Isn't that shocking? Yeah, I mean, it can be, it can be um, uh, misleading. Self-deprecating think, humor or... Yeah, I think that people can, people can know that it is a disarming and charming thing. Right. Or some people can be like, can you stop being so negative about yourself? Right. They're fishing Emily, for compliments. Oh, uh, Emily said that to me the other day and I was like, sorry. Mm. Shouts out, Emily. Shout out to Emily. Love you. Uh, we've been in Tribeca a lot we this week. We really have. It's we've, a renaissance of downtown. Yeah. This is the Canal Street that I'm talking about yeah. where we're buying our... Louis Vuitton and our Gucci. But we've been here because we were here. My studio is in Tribeca. So it's a nice studio, right? It's really nice. So people who... I've been here before. You have. Before you were. Yeah, that's so funny. Can you tell me why you've been here before? Um, So the person who you sublet this room from Mm -hmm. is my, my beloved ex-girlfriend's former boss. Oh, wow. And she worked for your landlord when we both moved here from Portland, Oregon. Wow. And Oh, you moved here together. I we were but we were friends who were going to move here oh. at the same time mm-hmm. and then in the process of that happening, we ended up accidentally dating, basically. How romantic. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Um, your landlord has an ancient tortoise. Really? She has like a hundred year old tortoise that she keeps in her, um, her like loft that she lives in, like Up, a like block here? away. Oh. Yeah. It's like, I could probably point to the building if wow, we walked around enough. Incredible. But yeah, my, 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 part of my ex's job was she would have to feed the, the tortoise sometimes fruit. when people they were out of fruit, town. Right. Yeah. I feel like it was like l- lettuce. 
Aww. was in the mix too. That's so cute. But just, I just imagine the kind of like massive Soho type loft. Uh huh. That's like empty, like it's and there's like this- it's like the Earth Room without the Earth in it. Yeah. And there's just like a turtle pen. Mm-hmm. No, all, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I used yeah. to sell weed to someone in the West Village who had pet bunnies running around, and I liked it a lot. Like r- running all over the place? Yes. Like there, were no, there was nowhere the bunny couldn't go? Yes. Good lore. It was a really nice and big and quirky apartment. Yeah. It was a quirky, somewhat famous person who lived there that I will not say, but I'll tell you after the podcast. But their ho- her house was like a Wes Anderson set, but like girlier. Gillian Maxwell. No. Okay. <laughs> um, no. What What does her apartment look like? We don't know because... No, actually, you can see pictures of it on uh, Patrick McMillan or whatever. McMullen. Sure, the, yeah. There was, there was the a... Guy. She hosts, once hosted a party there where there was like party photography. Mm-hmm. Cobra Snake for the Epstein peeps. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see inside it. It was in the East 60s. Of course. Um, there was an infamous picture from that photo set among like Epstein truthers of like a mask on the wall of like a demonic looking old man. Mm-hmm, it has mm-hmm. a kind of like Pizzagate spiral etched into yeah. the forehead. And apparently was it was an art. It was a, an, an artwork. Wow. But. Really, it was kind of one of those brain melty moments. Wow! Back when that topic was still hot. Totally. Shout out to Brace from True and On. Shouts out, Brace. <laughs> um, Brace is on my podcast. I've heard. Yeah, he's. But great. I haven't listened to it. It's a good one. Uh, apparently, it's old news though. My a, th- a problem that I've had that I've been running into recently is not researching my guests before I mm-hmm. pod with them. Yeah. So there's a whole it's lot working of working out to my advantage. There's a whole lot of information that I, that is, you know, not new to me, but new to everybody else. Yeah. And what you mean the op or no, I mean, mean the opposite. To, there's a whole new to you. It's new to me, but everyone else Old already news. knows. You're like, what you were in Syria. Yeah. Like, oh my, like literally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yep. I didn't know he was in Syria. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was embarrassing. It's exciting to, you know, it's observe fine. people have revelations for the first time. I like to know? do a really, really cold, cold, cold open all the way through. Yeah. Just cold. Go in. Blank. <laughs> Tribeca. We were at. Yeah, this is our second time trying to record this. Hopefully, but our third day in a row hanging out mm-hmm, in, in this Tribeca. immediate vicinity. Mm-hmm. We went to an opening at Theta Gallery last evening, and it was a sight for sore eyes. I'd say it was popping off. Yeah, the outfits were good. Somebody today called it the Bars Ball. Mm-hmm. It felt like that, which was cool. Yeah. I feel like it. every time I see Bars, Jordan Bars, hello, shout out to you and your fabulous gallery, I feel like it is her bat mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. The I, name dropping. I never got, I never got to go to any mitzvah. There were no Jews in Portland? Well, I didn't, I'm not from Portland originally. Oh. I'm from, I'm from the Mojave Desert. 
and my high that's, school. That's like in America, right? It's in California. <laughs> yeah. Which some people want to, to secede from America. True, true. They should. Yeah. I'm all for it. I, yeah. I just think this country needs to be smaller by all means. Right, right, right. Possible to yeah. make it smaller. Yeah. But you're from the desert. From the desert. I am from the place that um, the rapper Afro Man oh, yeah. sings about. Because I got high. Because I got high. Yeah. His other song, Palmdale, that's where I'm from. Interesting, unfamiliar. Um, you are? Yes. Of the song? Of the song, yeah. Cool, yeah. Also, Palm Palmville, Palmdale? Palmdale. Palmdale. I, yeah, nope, don't, can't say I know anyone else from Palmdale. No one knows anyone from there. Yeah. I have, I've had, like, since I went to college with a bunch of, like, kids who went to, like, L.A. private schools and New York private schools, mm-hmm. I had to develop, like, a kind of, like, an elaborate conversation tree of how to, like, get to make where that from. legible yeah. to people. Yeah, where um, I end up for me is wh- it's where Snooky is from. Oh wow! Yeah, I know. Sucks. Where I really want to get her on the pod, uh, Poughkeepsie. Oh, well, she's from Poughkeepsie. Well, actually, she she is wow. from the other side of the river in Marlboro, West Poughkeepsie, Ulster, Ulster County. She is. Oh, from. Ulster County! Shouts out to Ulster yes, County at West Poughkeepsie. Yeah, and. Yes, that is what I go to to make it legible. She's a Hudson Valley girl. She is a Hudson Valley girl. That's incredible. I know. Yeah. Hmm. Snooky. I did coke with her once. We might have to cut this. Pre pre pre, pre Jersey Shore. Wow. Mm-hmm. Was she going by Snooky yet? No, she was not. She was going by Nicole. Don't dead name her. Yeah, we're going to have to cut that out or make it or like bleep it out, Vasilis. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, we were, yeah. we were we were being party girls in in New Paltz, upstate. Did you go to SUNY New Paltz? No, but a ton of my friends did. Mm-hmm. And in high school, it's where I went to hang out with yeah. my fake ID. Yeah. And it was very fun. 80s night was a huge, huge thing. <laughs> and then once 80s night got a little tired, that's when everyone started going to Miss Shapes in the Cité. Tell me about Miss Shapes. Miss Shapes? Oh, my God. There should be a... What is it called when you make like a... An oral history project? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There should be one of those on the Miss Shapes. Uh, I never went to a Miss Shapes party because I wasn't cool enough and uh, I didn't have anywhere to stay in the city. And I don't know, I was just scared. But You just the, don't sleep. I don't sleep. That's, oh, yeah. If you don't have anywhere right. to crash, then you just don't crash. Yeah, but the last uh, train back to Poughkeepsie was at like 2 a.m. or something and then you'd have to wait until like 6 a.m. Yeah, not great. Yeah. But it was cool to have like a train back to Poughkeepsie. Anyway, I never got to go to a misshapes party, but all the people I idolized did, which was, I think, had a lot to do with my romanticizing, drinking, partying. So like, what scene is this? It's like Hip, what? Hipster. Okay, hipster. capital H. Yes. Like prime like, like hipster. Vice? Oh, yes. Like Cobra Snake proper. Okay, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
I don't really, man, I can go on. There really does need to be an oral history. Well, I'm curious. Shapes. I mean, I guess you weren't there. So you I wasn't there, but I So you're watched. not the one. You're not the one. To I'm really not. <laughs> you, you, yeah. I, I'm not the expert. You could this. lie. I could. I know. I know. A Sounds like you know enough about it that you could pretend you were there and rewrite history. Yeah. Yeah. One of the girls that I used to idolize and like follow on live journal, journal now follows me on Twitter and she'll never know that I was following her gallivants to Brooklyn. Do you still idolize her? No, no. Well, the tables have turned then, haven't they? Yeah, because guess what? I'm sober. And that means I am guess all what? the way up here, going all the way up the steps. And I'm looking down at everyone else. I'm just kidding. Going up the steps, answering the post-crossword puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. about the crosswords we do along the way. Mm-hmm. That was stupid. Um, let's go back to sobriety or room, romance. You can take your pick. Uh, let's talk about sobriety. Okay, we can do that. What's your deal romance with... Romance is overdone. Okay, Nick. Um, <laughs> romance is overdone. Sobriety. What is your relationship with sobriety like? Um, my relationship with sobriety is pretty open. Uh-huh. In that I'm not very sober at all. Right. Um, although I have the past couple of years done the sober January thing. Oh, that is cool. How'd that go for you? Well, Did you make it? I made it, yeah. I made it both times. Amazing. I mean, I, I kind of relished the ability to just say no to social obligations in both uh, cases. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like it it felt like a good way of just establishing it's one boundaries of my around favorite, my time. favorite ways to get out of like being somewhere. Like, I gotta go right now. I'm sober. Right. It's nice. Right. But go on. Sorry. Um, so I I did it two years ago, and that was I guess a little harder because it was the before times. Yeah. And there yeah. was still this thing called FOMO. Right. And fun to be had. Yeah. Things to be missed out right. on. Right. And also just like social like obligations, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like even if it wasn't going to be fun, just the idea that like you're showing up for your people. Oh, yes. No, of course. God, I miss that so much. How much I hated it before and now I miss it. Yeah. I miss the outfits mostly. You can wear whatever outfit you want in the new world. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, you were serving yesterday at the bars ball. I know, right? And it figured everyone would be wearing, you know, black. So I wore hot pink. But Dean Kissick didn't take a picture of me, so it barely happened. It's Arjun like had a point and shoot. Oh, true. He but took a picture of me. Awesome. But I was not serving. We got cobra snaked. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, but okay. this year, yeah. this year, dry January felt a little bit like a, I don't know. A breeze? Um, well, it was funny because it was, because it made me realize that the first time I did it, it felt like the the struggle and there also the problem is more so the social universe mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. New York socializing than like my particular relationship to substances, even mm-hmm. though, I mean, I'm not. We could get into that too, but um, but this year it was sort of like, well, I'm just at home no matter what anyway, and there's no fun to be had. 
in the yes. world, especially this winter. My God. It was yeah, like it's long, bad. Long January. Yeah. But I don't know. I mostly did it for vanity. Oh, yeah. That is an I excellent really reason to do it. I looked really hot at the end it. of it. You, what? you looked really hot at the end I, of it? I was, so, yeah, that's what I was told anyway uh-huh. by my roommates. No, <laughs> I saw you. People. You looked good. I think I saw you then. No, I didn't. But I believe you. You saw me like... I did. Yeah, I think you did at the end. Yeah, we went to the yeah, Kratom, we went we went to the the Kratom bar. bar. Yeah. 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 Which was sort of like the conclusion, almost like of the, the end of dry January yeah, for me. Yeah. But yeah, so it was sort of like a wellness lifestyle month. Cali sober month. Did you smoke weed? I did. Wow. I did smoke weed. And you were, do you, is that like a normal thing for you? No. Mm. I mean, it became a little bit more of a thing this past winter, but I don't know. Weed, weed's over, I think. I think so too. Just in time for the dispensaries to open. Well, oh that's my what, God. that's the, that's the nail in the coffin. Yeah, for sure. Wait, you want to know what I just realized on my way over here? I passed by all these CBD stores. Mm-hmm. I realized that these CBD stores that have been opening were just holding on to the real estate for when weed yeah. was to be legal. Yeah, yeah, they had their foot in the door. Isn't that annoying? Yeah. I was, I, I was so annoyed when I came to this realization. Yeah. Oh. Everyone shop locally and continue to support your local drug dealer with cash, tax-free, and mum's the word. That's Absolutely. What, that Sig- signal? Signal, yeah. Get a trap phone, you know. Keep, keep your drug dealer safe. That is my PSA. Yeah. Also, maybe, like, mids will become... Cool again? Cool, Yeah. If mids become cool, maybe I'll even start smoking. <laughs> you know, I, no, I can't even handle a CBD drink. No, it's just when it, when everything's when all the weed is so like perfect and like corporately engineered or something. Mm-hmm. I wonder if like there could be some kind of. There's a new strain of tomato. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm, I just found out about it. Oh, t- tell me about that. It's called the cherry ember tomato. And it has golden stripes in it. And it is a hybrid of an heirloom and a cherry. Well, I'll be. Mm-hmm. That's what I have to say about horticulture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And genetic engineering. Mm-hmm. Biology. Plants. Yeah. <laughs> um. Great. <laughs> yeah, new tomato just dropped. All right, let's keep going with the weed talk. Yeah, weed talk. So you are so would you be able to be on weed and go to that opening that we went to last night? Hard to say. I mean, I haven't socialized with weed. It was obviously I was just in my house. Mm. And so it was good for, you know, watching movies and reading. You never got like the thoughts? Like alone with yourself? And your thoughts. Oh well, I had. I had. I actually did have. This wasn't during sober January, but more recently, I thought I was microdosing some shroom, classic, and a weed edible. Oh my goodness! I know. I thought it was going to just like help me write. I would. I would have turned myself into the police or something. It became like a micro (laughs) spirit journey. Christ! Like microdosing peyote or something. Yeah. Not peyote, like, um, what do you, what do you, ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. It was like a microdose of ayahuasca. Mm, scary. Um, and led to all kinds of interesting revelations. Um, That's cool. That's good. I was yeah. just talking to somebody who like 
hallucinates for a living. Mm-hmm. And I asked, I was like, well, are you ever scared? And he's like, well, that's like the best part because you can get through the fear and come out on the other side. And I was like, mm. oh, I can't even bring myself to even approach thinking about the fear. No. Not there yet. No. In my sobriety. No. I feel like you have to be so sober to be able to do hard drugs that allow a spiritual journey, maybe. That's how I feel personally, mm-hmm. like for my sobriety. Right, which is alcohol specific. Uh, yeah, well, and weed, but I never really like weed. And you like, don't seem like drugs. a weed person, really. <sighs> thank you. Yeah, it's, I mean Rude. that as a compliment. Oh, well, actually, yes, thank you. If I, you're out there and you smoke weed. <laughs> I hate being around people on weed. They're so slow. <laughs> I always know. I always know when someone's on weed because they don't process information like at all. And I'm mm-hmm. like, are you on weed? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But my sobriety for me, I mean, sobriety is subjective for everyone. And that is what this Al Anonymous podcast is all about. Mm-hmm. About healthy choices and wellness and taking care of yourself, doing what's best for you. Uh, but what was I saying? Alcohol specific. Oh, Yeah. I would entertain the notion of doing, of taking a little trip if I like were very happy and stable and like sober as hell first. Mm-hmm. So like right now you wouldn't like go upstate to a farm with your best friend and eat a mushroom. You're not there yet. If I felt safe, if I, if I was there with like a man who felt like a dad, then yeah. Oh. If it was just me and my best friend, I've, I I would be a little hesitant. No, she's pretty. She's pretty dad like. She's more responsible say, than I am. She's daddy. Yeah, she is. Shout out to you, Emily. I love you. The, but the I mean, cherry emberly tomato. Yeah, the cherry emberly. That's um, why it stuck with me because ember. But yeah, I mean, I kind of resented but, when Dry January ended. Wait, can I just say that? Oh, yeah, go for the it. Di- like, if I were to like eat mushrooms with my best friend upstate, I don't think it would be like a spiritual journey. It would be like us having fun and like doing dumb shit together. Well, that's, I mean, that's and what mushrooms are all about for me. Yeah. Uh, well, the, I. The giggles. Yeah, I haven't, I've like never really experienced that. Every time I've had mushrooms before I was on antidepressants, I can't take mushrooms anymore because of my medication. Oh, interesting. Just like cancels it out completely. The only, yeah, it cancels out. I'm like very heavily medicated and it cancels out like Kratom and Kava and like everything except for alcohol. It makes me highly susceptible to blacking out on alcohol. So right. I'm on antidepressants as well. And have oh, that, yeah? I have that. Um, and not e- and you can still take shrooms? Yeah, I mean, definitely. What are you on? Um, I'm on a, a Zoloft. Me too. Okay. And Wellbutrin and Adderall. Oh, well, But yes. my, my psychopharmacologist did say that I could take a break from the Zoloft if I ever wanted to, like, have sex sometime. I have never oh, done it, but it's a yeah. possibility for I've me. I've heard about that. Yeah. That's why she prescribed it to me. 
Um, I, I, I didn't, I didn't ask for it, but she told me that. Interesting. The opportunity were to. Well, yeah, because isn't that the whole thing with Balbutrin is that it's like very horny. Again, I've never felt any kind of effect from any of it. I just know that with my combo now, I can function. Your stack? Yeah, my stack. I can wake up and like not want to kill myself, which is a big improvement. Yeah. Major. Mm -hmm. Because I suffer from major depression. Dude, same. Yeah, really? Yeah, Zoloft. Yeah, although supposedly it's more an anxiety drug. Yeah, yeah, that too, I guess. But um, is it? I don't know. I mean, anymore. that's what I remember reading on Google. But um, no, I can do. I mean, maybe they would be more potent if I weren't on SSRIs. But I know that like more kind of like like Molly. Oh yeah, Molly does not work. Does not work. Doesn't work. It just does not. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. And work. that's it's, it's so funny. Sometimes annoying. I wonder if the it's, if the meds are doing anything. But then I think about how Molly they are, is completely neutralized mm-hmm. and blocked. Yeah. And then I know. Yeah, they don't do anything. Something's going on. Yeah, I I don't know. The last few times I've tried mushrooms, I've like eaten so many, and I just get nothing. Huh. And yeah, I don't know. It's something that I may experiment experiment with in the future if I find myself mentally well enough to experiment. I feel with. like Adderall and shrooms is a curious combination. Is it? I don't know. Again, I, I don't, I don't, I don't even mean feel... like psychopharmacologically. I just mean in terms of vibe. Vibe. Well, can you tell that I t- that I'm on Adderall? This is just like me on Adderall. I'm normal. When I'm not on Adderall, I sound like I'm on weed. Right. I guess I can see there's a type, there's like an Adderall type person. Yeah. Am I the type? I can see, yeah, you know, some, somebody else who is a big Adderall person. I'm not going to say actually, okay. but yeah. somebody whose vibe reminds me of your vibe. So I, I can, Uh-oh. I can, um, similar vibes. Yeah. Your but vibe like, but not that- like recreational Adderall vibe. Oh, like I hate daily, recreational. Daily Adderall vibe. Yeah, no. Yeah. Someone who needs it. Someone's like a little off. Right. But then there's still this kind of like, um, <laughs> we're on a podcast. So you couldn't see that. Yeah. I'm new to this. this is my you first did a song. little like dance. Like I am. Hyperactive. Hyperactive. Yeah. I am hyperactive. I, that's why I take the drug. Yeah. I've never, I never did any Adderall for study purposes or work purposes. You missed out, my friend. All in, my friends did, but school. I would just watch them like misdose themselves and mm. then get too fucked up. Yeah. And then not get their work done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like one friend during finals week took all this Adderall and forgot to drink water and was drinking all this coffee. That happens to me And then started sometimes. pissing blood because he had, and he had to go to the ER during finals week. And me. it's because uh, he had basically kind of kidney he had crystals in his urethra Christ on the cross that's no good no pretty I also imagine if you were fucked up on Adderall that would just be pretty stressful mm-hmm. oh my god yeah like you're very like fixated on the fact that you have crystals in your dick and that you're pissing blood yeah I mean I think anyone would be a little alarmed Adderall yeah, or not yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the way that you can just focus you know Ah, uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, something that something about my Adderall and escapism is that I can I really focus on that. Like I'll just like get into 
like I'll think it's good for me. I'm you focus like on escapism. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's where I get into trouble. Yeah, but you know what? At least I don't watch TV mm-hmm. or drink booze. Yeah. Did you drink at the opening last night? You know, I had one beer. Yeah, I didn't. But it was only in between. It was in between the opening and the after mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because Tony and Max had a six pack. Of course they did. And it, I asked them, there was one left and it was when people were being corralled into going to the bar. Yeah, I somehow I I was as it. well. I mean, mask on opening, how are you going to drink a beer? True, true. Um, I mean, you could drink a beer on the street, obviously. I, I was happy about the opening because I didn't see anyone drinking. Yeah. I liked it. Everyone is just like high off of seeing people. Yeah, which I thought was time. nice. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, I guess we were talking about this last night, but the way that seltzer kind of has become more of a thing. More prominent in our opening world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's actually really nice. It never used to be a thing. I just remember there being like a tub of PBRs. Oh, yeah. Hipster culture. Hipster culture. <laughs> Um, But yeah, no, it's a new thing because I think people are finally learning that maybe they shouldn't be drinking all the time. Right. Or something. Or maybe the people we're around who are, I mean, what do you think the average age was at this opening? I feel like it was millennial. Right. So like 30. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense for there being seltzer there because we're all like kind of getting to the point where it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe we should take a night off. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's why I have this podcast. I'm just old. I'm a buzzkill and I'm old and hyperactive. Yeah, like what? Like, where do you get off decrying alcohol? Like, what do you know? Yeah, yeah. I love alcohol more than anything. Right. I can say whatever I want about alcohol because I would trade my own family for alcohol if given the chance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I am a true alcoholic and. Here I am admitting it. Do you are you like an AA person or were, have you been? Mm, or are you? Uh, I've been. I've been to lone meetings. Wolf. I've been to meetings. Part of the reason I made this podcast actually is because there was a lot in the meetings that I thought wasn't working or helping, mm-hmm. and I I didn't agree with. And yeah, yeah, I did. I I went to meetings like every day when I was first getting sober. Uh and then I, I, and even then I was like, oh, I can't even surrender to like God because I don't believe in God. And then I started believing in crystals on my own. And now I believe in praying to rocks. And you found God in nature. I did. I did. I love the natural world. Mm-hmm. My life is already like pretty psychedelic, you know, in right. sobriety. Uh, what was the thing that you were going to say? Maybe we can talk about that later. Oh, um, my relationship to alcohol. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, um, I've never made any kind of intentional break from drinking aside from these dry Januaries. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I'm in the the culture sector, so I'm around Mm -hmm. a lot of drinking. Hipster drinking. Hipster drinking. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I work in, in an art gallery, so I'm in a lot of... Intellectual drinking. I wouldn't say I wouldn't go that far, <laughs> but I, I met a lot of dinners and after parties and mm-hmm, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, I 
ha- I, I would say that there is a history of alcoholism in my family. And that's something that I, mm-hmm. I don't really want to get too into yeah, on sure. the pod, but it, it, it's, it's been a thing that when I go home and see my family, I like don't drink when I'm there kind of out of, right. It's scary to a say kind of protest a... or something, uh-huh, like a uh-huh. subtle, a subtle, you're still like my parent, like rebelling against your parents. Yeah. Punk. Yeah. Straight edge. Straight edge. Uh, um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, some, and because of that, some, I, I do a lot of beating myself up when I do like have one too many or whatever. Right. Well, don't do that. Be nice to yourself. Yeah. But that, that is something to keep in mind because most, most people who would qualify at uh, the AA meetings, it would always begin with drinking has been prevalent in my family. Mm-hmm. Like in everybody. Yeah. And I find that most people who come on the podcast say that it's genetic. I remember someone said to me, oh, you're Puerto Rican. That's why you're an alcoholic. Puerto Rican? Yes. Wow. The the cat's out of the bag. Wow. I'm Puerto Rican, Cuban, Russian, and Austrian. Wow, what a mix. I know. I'm just like AOC. I'm Puerto Rican and Jewish. Is she Jewish? She said she was. So that's, if she can say she is, I can too. One time when I was in high school and it was Christmas time. And so we, our house had all, you know, decorations out. Mm -hmm. I came home from school and next to the stockings on the fireplace, there was a menorah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, mom, what's up with this menorah? Yeah. And she's like, well, if you go back far enough, we are Jewish. And I was like, do you mean like in our bloodline? She's like, no, just like Christianity derives from Judaism. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. And that was the explanation for the menorah. Yeah, yeah. It was Did like, you guys like do? Shouts out to the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah, the Old Testament. Did yeah. you guys like do it? Like, No, the, it, was the, just, it, was it was just there, there as decoration. Like, like a vase. She, you could have been like. There weren't well, even candles in it. Yeah. It was just there. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. What kind of menorah was it? A pretty basic metallic looking one. Mm-hmm. I've got a f- few in my bedroom that I've acquired from my ancestors. But, you know, your mom could have gotten a Kwanzaa menorah, too, if she wanted to uh, trace her bloodline all the way back to Africa. The, or- the cradle of civilization. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she didn't want to take it that far yeah. for who knows what reasons. Um, oh, shout out to your mother. Yeah, shout out to my mother. <laughs> uh, well, we're kind of nearing the end of the episode. Oh, really? Well, I thought we recorded for three hours and then your editor has to get in there and make that. That only happens when someone doesn't shut the hell up. I'm pretty taciturn. You are taciturn. Am I boring? No. Why did you want to have me on this podcast? Because I like talking to you. Oh, shucks. I do. And I think you're interesting and would have cool things to to say about sobriety and wellness and yourself and me, <laughs> most of all. Kidding. Kidding. But I think um, it's cool that you recognize the, like, whatever alcoholism is in your family. And it's cool that you can, like, take a whole ass month off because I can't remember being able to take even... Two days off from drinking when I was mm-hmm. drinking before I 
just like couldn't do it anymore. So that's cool. And I also am envious of your weed smoking habit, but I don't think you should make turn it into a habit because I like you as a non-weed smoker. Thanks, yeah. You like you could have a weed smoker vibe, but I like I prefer you as like someone who is attentive and like with it and together. Yeah. Quick. I mean, at the time my roommates were very vocal that they liked weed nick. Mhm. Wait, that they liked what? They liked weed nick. Weed nick. Right. I thought weed nick was pretty funny. Yeah. And um, a little more off the cuff. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I could be those things. You're off um, the cuff. Are you kidding me? I'm deeply You're, reserved. You say you and withholding. say whatever comes to mind. There mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. You don't know what I'm holding back. That's true. I need to edit my thoughts like you do. I kind of just. I over edit. That's the problem. I edit until the thought has already passed. Right. It's very frustrating in college. I, yeah. In the seminar. Did you have to speak in your seminar? Or just like when you were like participating? Yeah, no, I mean, it was like a small conference style, Mm -hmm. liberal arts school. So there was, you know, and the school really put an emphasis on talking in class and so there's a huge pressure too, but that's annoying actually. Yeah. And so I had to, I had to <laughs> make up for it in writing and like doing one-on-one time with my professors and stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But the frustration of like, yeah, being surrounded by like kids who did that kind of thing and spoke in high school, like people who went to like the schools where they prepare you to do that. To speak. I didn't even yeah. know that was a thing. Well, just like, yeah, teaching teaching them big words and such. Yeah, also yeah. confidence. Yeah, and confidence. If you have money, I think it's easier to be confident. Definitely. Well, not always. I'm resentful of the people with money. Yeah. I need to get over that. The greatest uh, addiction that we have mm-hmm. as a society. Yeah, man, I know. I know. Maybe we. Maybe I do need a spirit journey, you know? Yeah. Get rid of all my things. Do you have a lot of things? I have a lot of things. Yeah, I try to get rid of it as often as possible, but that is a conversation for a different podcast episode, I think. Nick, I really enjoyed having you. Thank you, Al. It's very nice to be here. I think this is going to be the episode that sticks. Can I ruin it real quick and then we have to re-record so we can keep talking? Do you want to do that? No. Me neither. Okay. Okay, Nick. Thank you so much. Thanks, Al. Till next time, listeners. See you later. Catch you on the flip. Be well. Ciao. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the Al Anonymous Patreon at patreon.com slash alanonymous. And if you don't feel like paying for my otherwise free podcast, perhaps you could subscribe, rate, and review Al Anonymous on iTunes and all the other places that you get your podcast streaming. And finally, if you are technologically impaired, maybe you can just tell all of your friends how much you love this podcast, Al Anonymous, and me, Al. Thank you, and I love you all.